Hi, my name is Luke Foster, and you're listening to Tin Pod Radio. If you like hearing about my comic book on Dr. Bananas Week, you can check it out on Comixology.com. Just look for Dr. Bananas Monkey Magician. If you are interested in some dark comedy and or political humor, check out Supernatural Suburbs each Monday only on Patreon. That's Patreon.com slash Cartoonist Luke. Thanks very much. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Shortlisted, the podcast where we take a top 10 list from the internet and talk about it for 60 minutes. We just set a timer, talk for an hour, and then shut up whether or not we've made it through the list. We're not exactly racing the clock, we're just shortlisting the fat. I'll I'll try just about anything, but we'll see when we talk about these which ones I would or not. I was going to say, I hadn't found very many things on here I would try. (laughs) (laughs) So today's topic is the 10 weirdest foods from around the world. Um, And it's on readersdigest.com or actually readersdigest.ca. And um, let's just jump right in. All right. So the first one is fugu from Japan, which I think is one that probably most people have heard of. It's puffer fish. So the little blurb is most people don't consider the possibility of death a reality during their daily meal. But for those eating fugu, it's something that has to be considered. Fugu is a Japanese puffer fish that contains enough poison to kill 30 people. The chefs who prepare this expensive Japanese delicacy must undergo years of training, served in a stew, grilled, or as paper-thin sashimi. Any small mistake in preparation could mean an untimely end to the consumer. Um, and it looks like it's in season from October to March. Now, right off the bat, I wouldn't try this. Because <laughs> you don't want to die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though there's a lot of things that people don't even think of that can be really dangerous if not prepared right. Like almonds can be really dangerous if not prepared mm-hmm. right. You know, that's a poison. And uh, tapioca is another thing that can be very poisonous. Oh, I didn't know tapioca. Yeah. Uh, but this, like, I, from what I read, doing a little bit of research, it basically tastes like just basic, um, like shellfish, basic shellfish. Oh, uh-huh. like, It doesn't even seem to have an adventurous taste to it. So I'm like, why would I risk my life for that? <laughs> for that, right? Because it's not even interesting. The picture that goes along with this one is really pretty. Yeah, the way they have it prepared, it looks like a flower and. Kinda, yeah, I. It, it kind of looks like if you uh, look at dumpling skin. Yeah. Like it yes. Like uh huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a some sort of pastry or uncooked pasta or something. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No. I. I'm. I don't think I would eat this one either. I'm not a big fan of seafood, and I do eat some sushi, but um. Yeah. I just don't see any reason to eat this. <laughs> Yeah, I've tried tons of different sushi. Like, I've eaten octopus, squid. Uh, mm-hmm. I have did the quail egg sushi. Like, I've did so many different kinds, but, like, no, not on this one. <laughs> not this one. Not, not worth the risk. Nope. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. That one's not terribly interesting. Let's see. Okay, number two. This is where it gets absolutely gag. Like, I can't even look at this picture. <laughs> this is fried spider from Cambodia. It says it's available throughout Cambodia, but it's a specialty in the town of Skuan. Um, they're creepy crawlies that have been deep fried in garlic oil. And I will say, deep frying something in garlic oil is a big plus. However, they're crunchy on the outside and gooey on the inside. They're tarantulas. <laughs> Um, they say that the practice of eating the spiders might have started um, during a time when it was really hard to find alternate 
sources of food and they're often sold to travelers looking for a snack. So I'm sure like to tourists who are too stupid and think that this is a good idea. Um, it's full of protein and rumor has it, it can even increase the beauty of the consumer. But I am going to guarantee you right now that if I saw somebody eating this, it doesn't matter what they look like. I'm not kissing them. Yeah. <laughs> One, I'm not a big spider person anyways. No. <laughs> like if, if anybody ever reads any of the stories, all right, like the main bad guys in the background are like a spider theme thing. So I don't like oh, yeah. spiders that much. So I wouldn't be, especially something where they're saying it's gooey on the inside. Right. That's not. All right. So let's see. Something crunchy on the outside, gooey on the inside. Um, Like a. There's some hard candies like that, maybe. But just that combination in general is not like, oh, I should get some of that. Yeah, it's like, ugh. And I've eaten, like, I've even eaten some uh, bug things. Like, I've eaten chocolate grasshoppers, and I've eaten, like, uh, fried ants things that you can do. Yeah. I've did those I before. accidentally ate a yellow jacket, but <laughs> for intentionally. <laughs> oh, I've also did the uh, the bumblebees where they... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Where I they, didn't know people ate bumblebees. Yeah, they do a thing where they, like, uh, kind of cook them in honey or something like that. And, and that seems sick. Yeah. <laughs> so I've eaten those before, but I'm not a spider person. Plus, like, uh-uh. It just reminds no. me, I, I don't know if you ever watched Buffy, but, no. but there was a thing where this character was preparing to become more evil and stuff, and he used to eat these giant spider things, and it just reminds me of how they would be crawling as they were going down his throat. Oh, yuck. Mm. <laughs> that is so not okay. Mm-mm. So I'm looking at the the picture that goes along with this, and I'll have to post them on the blog or something, which I think I said I would do last time and then never actually did. I'll try to do it this time. <laughs> but that that's a whole bowl of them, isn't it? I thought it was like sticks or flowers or something, but I think that's a whole bowl well, whenever of I've, I've seen spiders people eating on before watching like the exotic food shows and stuff like that. Yeah. And they're actually usually on a stick. Like you have one uh-huh. on a stick and you eat it like that. Like – have, like they uh, skewered it and then yeah they do it with the giant beetles when they eat those too like they're on like kind of a stick yeah. skewer thing but no Not okay. and by the way i did some research on these and it seems like the spiders the different spiders people eat in different cultures they eat them more raw than anything else like still alive okay yeah that's even a hundred percent more not okay <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I can't even look at this picture anymore. It's freaking me out. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I, I guess I get it. Like, at least as far as a bug goes, that one looks like it might have a little bit of meat. I don't know. But, oh, <laughs> there was a big spider in our house the other day, and my husband squished it, and it splattered, and it was, like, bloody on the inside. And, oh, my gosh, it's so gross. It's like when I work in a kitchen, and I told a friend oh, no. this story the other day. Like every time we get strawberries in, we get a lot of them. Oh, every time, yeah. there's at least one big spider in all the strawberries, at least once. Sure, that, I mean that makes sense, but oh. And I'm like, I'm, I've either gotten bitten before and didn't notice, or I'm going to in the future. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully it's nothing venomous. Just a, I don't know, something harmless and gross. <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's <laughs> let's go to number three. <laughs> mm, okay, this one I heard with a different name, but this one is Prairie Oysters from Canada, um, which has nothing to do with oysters because it is in fact bull testicles. Um, I've I've heard the Rocky Mountain oysters. That's what we've always heard them called. Yeah. 
So it says, found throughout cattle ranching country, curious eaters wanted to try the Canadian version. They're advised to head to Alberta. Um, Buzzard restaurants in Calgary serves them in the summer months. They're sautéed or fried or stuffed, accompanied with herbs, spices, sauces, and dips for a real taste of cowboy cuisine. I just, why? (laughs) Okay, on this one, I've eaten these before. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, so share. (laughs) They... When I ate them, they basically tasted like if you ever ate like a stuffed uh, mushroom. Yeah. Like how it'll have the breading around it, and then when you eat inside, it's more liquidy kind of. Oh, God. That's basically what it is like. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I was like, stuffed mushroom, that's not too bad, and then you kept talking. (laughs) So gross. So that's basically what it is. It's more like that. I mean, this is oh, another wow. thing you'll find in hot dogs, by the way. I, yeah, but I like to not think about hot dogs. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah, I eat them, but they really didn't have any kind of like unique taste to make me want to go back and get them. I mean, they're actually expensive. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you got that whole big cow. You get a lot of meat off of it, but not very many oysters. Nope, only two. <laughs> <laughs> so, so nasty. <laughs> Uh, I was listening to another podcast recently and they were talking about pig bung, about ordering calamari and getting like essentially the very end of the intestine and like the anus of the pig. <laughs> and one of the girls was like, oh, I prefer that to calamari. And I'm just thinking, why? Why? Why are you picking these nasty parts off these animals? Isn't it bad enough that you're like eating something that was alive? I, mean, I don't it, know. It goes back to people eating every part of the animal when they right. eat it. But most right. people don't do that these days. <laughs> well, no. I feel very fortunate to be in a position where I don't have to do that, and I certainly wouldn't spend extra money to do it. <laughs> so you're not going to get you some Rocky Mountain oysters? I am not. <laughs> I am not. Nope. Nope. That's not not on the horizon for me. <laughs> Uh, also, I think it's awfully deceptive when they call it something that it's not, because there's a chance that I might unknowingly eat something <laughs> and not know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even I didn't find ever how what how they got their name really when I looked for stuff for it. Like, but like, is that what it looked like when it's prepared? Does it look like oysters, like gray and slimy? I didn't when I got them. They were fried. Gotcha. So, so like I didn't really like like I said there was a little bit of liquid inside it when like because it uh, it doesn't cook all the way through like some stuff the same way mushrooms because it's got a lot of moisture in it. Like, well, right, and if you're frying it, it's really hot really fast. Yeah. So like yeah, I didn't like see if it looked like anything particular, but like when I bit into it, I looked to see what it looked like. It just looked like basically like I don't know like just some kind of meat like it was fried yeah. in a ball and stuff like it. But I thought it had a very dull taste when I ate it so interesting well I have never eaten oysters either so like I was telling you the other day I'm pretty squeamish so (laughs) there's very little chance I'm gonna eat anything on this list I like oysters but uh, it's one of those things like calamari that like you really gotta find somebody that can cook it right or it just tastes bad I think yeah yeah I have eaten calamari but just you know a little bit fried and then I try to think about it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, some people, when they make calamari, you know, it ends up being too rubbery, I think. 
Mm-hmm. But um, I've also had oyster, like, if anybody asks you, like, to have a, a drink called a Hemingway, you wouldn't want it. Because it basically okay. has a, it's a martini with the oyster in the bottom of it. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, and you can't see it. So when you go to oh. drink it, and you're supposed to drink it in one shot, when you go to drink it, it'll just slide down your throat. Oh, God. <laughs> you mean it would get into my mouth and I would choke and spit uh, martini <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> But it's a raw oyster, so it just goes <laughs> slime me down. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Why would people want to eat something like snot? <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of what it is. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So the next one is a little oyster-ish looking parts of it. Um, balut from the Philippines. Okay. So everybody eats eggs, right? But in the Philippines, <laughs> they're insane. So they take a duck egg and they it's fertilized and it develops most of a duck and like oh before it's born they boil it while it's alive in the shell and then they eat it with like chili and garlic and vinegar um you eat even like it's the whole embryo is in there so it has wings and beak and whew, it's like a hard-boiled egg with an unborn duck <laughs> <laughs> Did leave me speechless. <laughs> uh, right. I don't. Uh, so chickens are a big. Are chickens a big thing where you are? Like having backyard chickens. Where I'm originally from, uh, you usually have like neighborhood people. Some may have some like chickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big thing in our area right now. I think everybody I know, every all the teachers have backyard chickens. We had them for a while, and so if you have a rooster, you could eat fertilized eggs. But the hope would be there would not be a, a very large embryo in it. You wouldn't know, right? <laughs> you certainly wouldn't wait until it was almost ready to hatch and then boil it. No. <laughs> and oh, this thing looks so gross because it looks like this slimy glob of snot with eyes sitting on top of, I guess it's basically at that point just a big yolk. I don't know. But it has blood. They waited until it had blood and then they ate it. I mean, I like chickens and I like eggs, but I don't uh-huh. think I would eat this. Like, no. no. No, I eat duck egg. I'll try a duck egg with no duck in it. Yeah, I've been eating duck eggs. We used to get those all the time where I'm from. Like, every so often you get a duck egg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But not this. And also, I've heard this could be dangerous. I don't remember what the story was and I wasn't able to find it. But um, I think if it's not prepared correctly, it can make you very sick. Yeah, I would think that too because, like, maybe it's in between, like, you know, some state that might make it, if it's not cooked right, be bad. Or, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of, like, gross. <laughs> it is. And also seems mean. Like, like, you let this thing, you let the ducks raise it or you put it in an incubator. You got it almost alive and then you boiled it. Yeah, but it reminds me almost like, uh, like, uh, what is it? I don't know why I'm blanking on this. Like the baby cows. Veal. Oh, veal, yeah. That seems mean, too. People that eat veal and stuff like that because they do that. There's some weird things that they do to animals that's really a lot crueler than the normal thing. Like there's there's things where they they put animals in certain bins and to get them a certain size or something like that because they want, like, miniature versions of them. Oh, right. Yeah, they eat, like, miniature versions so they won't grow or something like that. So it reminds me a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I guess some of these things seem like they made might have been originally sort of a necessity. Like, yep. 
somebody has a bunch of eggs. Some of them have started to develop, oh, well, we have to eat something. We're going to eat these anyway. But now they're delicacies, and that seems very strange to me. Like, are hot dogs going to become delicacies? <laughs> like, oh, this food that nobody really likes, but they had to eat because they didn't have any money, and now now it's, like, sought after. I don't know. Well, that reminds me. When I was younger, I went to a school trip, and we went to a uh, slaughterhouse where they make hot dogs. Oh, my God. What what school did you go to? <laughs> and, like, well, most people were used to that type of stuff because they'd see it on in our farm or, you know what, locally or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Right. But everybody else was totally grossed out, and, and they had free hot dogs afterwards, and I was like, I'll eat four of those. <laughs> yeah. I... I go back and forth on meat. I, I can't – I don't think I could do the vegetarian thing. I just don't have the willpower. But at the same time, I like to not think about it. <laughs> Definitely one of those horrible hypocritical people that – but it's gross and it's it's gross and it's mean and it's – I don't know. It's like I, I was at work the other day and, and I work in the kitchen like I said and I, I was with one of my coworkers and I was talking about eating hot dogs and they were like, well, they were talking about cooking them and I was like, I never cooked hot dogs when I was a kid. Oh, like, no, you just ate them cold? Yeah, we take them cold. What I would do most of the time is actually I'd grab one of those big things, jars of mustard, and take a hot dog and I'd be dipping it down in it and eating it. <laughs> uh, well, they're already cooked, right? They just need to be heated up. Yeah, they're they're like boiled basically when they yeah. put them in the, the the shape they are because it's all those different meats and it's compacted and grind up and, right and right it's kind of boiled and stuff so yeah but still people like were like oh you're supposed to cook that even though I love cooked like bologna and stuff like that but I used to eat it raw all the time right see I really only like hot dogs if um if they're like cooked on the grill or in a fire and they're burned and that's how I like hot dogs but. <laughs> And then mustard and all right. So haggis, <laughs> haggis is the next one. <laughs> so this one I think is pretty familiar too. Um, this is from Scotland. It's their national dish, which makes me never want to live there. It's a mixture of sheep's heart, liver, lungs, onion, oatmeal, spices, and stock. Um, and it's served, it's stuffed into like a sheep's stomach and then clamped or tied off and then cooked. Um, it dates back to the 1400s. It is the main course of a Burns supper on Robert Burns Day, which maybe if you live in Scotland, that's important to you. I'm not sure what that is. Um, and it's eaten with tatties and neeps, which are mashed potatoes and turnips and served with whiskey because you would have to be drunk to eat this. Um, and today you can even buy it already made at the grocery store so you don't have to get a sheep and cut out its organs and chop them up. And I'm sure it says it's a great source of iron and fiber, and I'm positive it's a great source of iron and fiber, but also yuck. Uh, another one that I've actually eaten. Yeah? I guess, yeah, I got it when I lived in Canada, actually. Because I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was like, oh, I like trying weird foods. And he's like, well, my mom is from Scotland. He's like, well, don't you try haggis? And he was like, I don't eat it. None of my family right. eats it, but my mom can make it. She eats it. And I was like, oh, I'll try it. Oh. <laughs> so I went over. His mom made it for us. And me and his mom was the only ones that basically ate it. Everybody else ate potatoes and other stuff. <laughs> right, potatoes and turnips. Um, so what was it like? Was it real irony? Or was it? I imagine it's like rich and 
You know what it tastes like to me? Um, Have you ever eaten the vegetarian meats? Yeah. It tasted like that to me. It had a lot oh, of salt like content. Yeah. It uh-huh. had a lot of salt content and like spice content to it. So mm-hmm. it kind of tasted like one of those like artificial meat products to me. Interesting. Yeah. So, hmm, again, not not worth it. Gross <laughs> and doesn't taste like meat. No. <laughs> yeah, it, did, it, it didn't taste like anything that was like how can I say not uh, like modern to me and it also oh, tastes uh-huh. like something that was very like I don't know like I said it was very salty and stuff like that it didn't have a great taste to it and obviously it was something that people prepared back when they didn't have 800 choices for food sure but it's not well and it would be a good source of vitamins if you didn't have other ways of getting those nutrients uh, did you read where it was actually illegal in a lot of places in the United States? Oh, yeah? yeah. No, um, I think I did know that. Um, yeah. It has to do with the lungs, right? Is yeah. that the part of it that makes it? Yeah. Yeah. That. Mm, I don't know. I, it's almost the stomach that grosses me out the most, which I realize is silly because we use all kinds of internal casings and whatnot. But that's the part that really looks gross. Yeah, I think it's interesting when I tell people that I'm like, will you eat sausage? And they're like, yeah. It's like, well, most sausage comes in intestine casings. And they're right. Like, they're like, no, it doesn't. I'm like, yeah, it does. <laughs> what else would you want it to be made out of? Did you want it to be plastic? I don't know. <laughs> <They, laughs> some of them have artificial ones that I think are made mm-hmm. out almost like noodle things. But there are ones mm-hmm. that are cased in a form of plastic that dissolves. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is going to be a great podcast for me to start a diet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes back to one of those weird things that a lot of people don't know until there's a big blow up all over the Internet and stuff like that that are in weird things in food. Like mm-hmm. when Subway, it was found out they had the matte plastic in their breads. Oh, yeah. And that because uh, that or the the pink slime supposedly it was in a lot of meats and stuff which it is yeah. because it binds and there's glue in some meats too that keeps it together and binds it together well isn't glue primarily or at least used to be primarily an animal product anyway yeah the big and thing, gelatin yeah the big thing now is like when you get certain cuts of steak because mm-hmm. they, you know you don't get a perfect cut a lot of times with a steak because it's off an animal it's not like square or whatever right so what they'll do is they use this form of glue to glue the sections of steak together to get them into like big sizes of it Hmm. and it's allowed most states it's legal for them to do that and if you know what you're looking for you can actually look at a steak if you're buying it in certain places and see like oh that's glued together actually all right so you're wrecking everything for me because i thought (laughs) surely surely a big chunk of meat where i can see all the meat is safe <laughs> no. you look it up on the I, internet you can find information on it but yeah it's yeah. something that's like glued together and stuff like that yeah it's part of the whole process of like buying having this food available at all times to us and buying it all times yeah. of the year and stuff like that like you're going yeah. to get stuff like that sure and making it pretty and yeah i think i'm just gonna drink coffee and that is what i'm gonna survive on <laughs> So I should tell you weird stories about coffee. Uh-uh, I won't tell you that. Oh, my gosh. You're going to wreck everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink the monkey poop coffee. I can't afford that. Yeah, All I, right. I heard about that the other day. Sinakji <laughs> <laughs> uh, from South Korea is a dish of live octopus. 
And they either eat it whole or in pieces, depending on how big it started. And, of course, it's served raw because if you cooked it, it would no longer be alive. And they put sesame oil on it. um, And it's so fresh that it's still squirming. Uh, And it says the suckers from the octopus can attach themselves inside of the throat of the consumer, causing choking or death, which makes eating this mollusk a scary proposition. Um, An octopus apparently has a very mild flavor, but uh, (laughs) I hope this doesn't actually happen. It says the animal, the live animal wrapping itself around the diner's face as they try to swallow it down is surely an experience to remember. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep, that would that would do it. I would imagine that. I mean, if they've cut it up, it's not live so much as like still twitching. Yeah, I've eaten octopus, like I said earlier, with, like, sushi and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was it moving? No, it wasn't live. It was just the tentacle. And the, right. It is kind of weird, though, with the suction cups, but octopus is kind of a weird-tasting thing to begin with. Like, like, it has kind of a no taste to it, almost. Uh-huh. It, hmm. Okay, so, so first question is, can the suckers, if it's dead, could they just suck on or is that like a muscle thing like does the octopus make the suckers attached to things or are they just like suction cups and so if you touch them to yourself they're gonna stick i think it's more like a muscle thing kind of like when you cut the head off a chicken sometimes they'll run around for like 10 minutes yeah kind of like that <laughs> Um, secondly, an octopus is like my favorite animal, (laughs) so this is kind of heartbreaking, but also they have like, they don't have brains in their tentacles, but they essentially have brains in their tentacles. Like their, their brain, they have a double lobe brain, like a human, which means they might be able to, um, like empathize and sympathize with other octopuses and other creatures. And they have nerves that can control their arms in such a, I mean, like they're, they're impressive and smart and and possibly very human and they can solve puzzles and they are eating these things alive. <laughs> they might be scared. They're like the one animal that might be able to be scared. Yeah, I mean, uh, octopuses are very interesting creatures. Like like going back to that old Beatles song, Octopus Garden, they really do collect things and stuff. Yeah. Like, like, Open uh, things, solve puzzles, use tools. I have no interest of eating anything that's still alive. Or, no. Or moving, really. Like, I'll, I'll eat anything weird, and like I've talked about, I have, but like, anything's still moving. And when I eat octopus sushi before, it is basically like you got a big piece of sushi and the tentacle sticking up from it. Right. And But like, it's dead. Yeah, it's dead, and it's not moving, and the, the suction cups don't stick to you or anything. It's probably frozen, and then they, you know, heat it up or whatever before they serve it. Oh, right. But I don't want it now, even close to being alive. <laughs> with, with sushi, things like shellfish like shrimp and crab have to be cooked right uh, it depends on what it is they're usually fried um well so what about the octopus is it cooked or is it raw on sushi it depends like uh some they boil it like mm-hmm. most things i think most places even the sushi like a lot of places will actually boil it before they, they get it out but if it's and i don't know technically if like 
going overseas, it would be this way. But from what I hear from sushi chefs, I know most of the stuff is raw. Shrimp is cooked, I think, mm-hmm. most of the times. I think crab is cooked. Sometimes not. Sometimes it is because you can serve crab raw. And, Ugh. Yeah. And then, like, there's other stuff like eel and stuff like that. It's either cooked or not. Because, like, sometimes when you get eel, which is my favorite sushi, I love spicy eel. Most of the mm-hmm. time, I, that is cooked before it's put in. But, like, it could all be raw to begin with. Right. Yeah, sushi is one of those things that I like it and I like to not think about it while I eat it. Uh, most food, apparently. <laughs> I like to not think about while I eat it. I like sushi, period, though. Like, even, like, vegetarian sushi, I'll eat vegetarian yeah. sushi. I just yeah, like I've it. made some here. Or, like, we made a Philly cheesesteak roll, which was totally cheating. It was, like, cream cheese and, like, slices of beef that were cooked, and it was not sushi. But yeah, it was the only thing I could get my family to eat. So. I've eaten cream cheese ones, too, and, like, yeah. avocado ones and different things. I love but, avocado. But I like the ones with meat. I don't like sashimi though you know sashimi which yeah is a strip i don't like eating it when it's just the meat like by yeah. itself i'd rather eat it when it's wrapped around with other stuff like uh, the seaweed wrap and the, air, the yeah. rice and everything it's I like, super salty yeah i like everything together all those tastes together like yeah i prefer mine deep fried and then with like some i don't know spicy mayo and that kind of thing on top of it I don't have very many friends that eat sushi, though. Like, it's very rare. Like, we go get sushi probably, like, every so often I'll grab some from the grocery store, like a small thing of it. Mm -hmm. But most of the time when we go out to eat sushi, it's like for my birthday or something like that, because most people I know don't like it. Right. We have a hibachi place um, near us that does pretty decent sushi. And so then there's a lot of other stuff for people to eat if they don't want to eat sushi, but you can just have it with your meal. That's usually how we get around it. Then everybody gets to eat. Most places I've seen these days don't serve the weirder sushis, though. No. Um, there's a little place across the river from us that I think has some unusual sushi, and you can watch them prepare it, and it's pretty cool. But at least in the county that I'm in, there's, you know, it's very basic. It's like there's a shrimp tempura roll, and there's, you know, so boring stuff, but good. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So the next one uh, is sometimes called, um, oh, I just lost it. Insect caviar, which is a revolting idea. Uh, so it's escamoles, I think is how you say it. It's from Mexico. It looks a little bit like a rice pudding or some sort of grain salad, but it's actually ant larva. So they're eating it raw. Um, they harvest eggs from like the roots of agave plants and they take all of the little ant larvae and then you can put them in tacos or omelets or just stick them in a bowl and eat them. Um, they can be crisped up with butter or deep fried and they have kind of a nutty taste, which I thought ants were citrusy. Are they what you said you ate ants, right? I ate like fried ones. And mm-hmm. to tell you the truth, when, like, you would eat them in, like, handfuls, like, I never right. got much of a taste from it. It was just, like, I was Just tasting, fried. Yeah, I was just tasting, like, the fried, the oils and stuff from it, so. Gotcha. Um, so, you, I, that you, doesn't... you don't think you'd try this? I don't think I'd try this. I might try, like, deep-fried ants. Like, I feel like... I feel like I probably have eaten deep fried ants. I've eaten it enough carnivals and festivals and things. I'm sure I've eaten some deep fried bugs in there, but um, so that doesn't gross me out quite as much. But this looks slimy, and 
some of them have hatched. And so there are just ants in there and their little eyeballs are the only thing you can see. And I worry that if I bit one, it would pop. Yeah, I don't know if I would eat this if it was just raw, but I have did grubs before. Oh, yeah? Like, How were the grubs prepared? They were raw. Like, oh, it, why? Like, yeah. <laughs> I ate those at a place one time where you had them and you just eat them, eat them raw. And like, the only thing they did to them to, to kill them, because most people won't eat anything, it's like I said, I don't want anything running around in Alive. my mouth. They would right. drop tons of them in like uh, a vat of water. Like hot water, and it basically instantly killed the grubs, and then right. they'd serve them right after that. But I mean, they just taste. So they like, were warm. Yeah, they just kind of taste like little, uh, 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 little pieces of meat. Basically, it's all they are. Like, but they're a good source, by the way. If you get lost in the woods, that's a good source to keep you alive mm-hmm. is finding grubs and eating them because they have a lot of protein in them for to keep you alive. Sure, and really, of all the things that you could find and eat, that might be one of the less gross ones and yet at the same time i couldn't eat a raw worm like i, I don't know i might eat a worm before i ate a grub although it'd be so dirty like it'd be just it'd be crunchy and grainy and full of dirt well i i did another chocolate thing i did was chocolate covered which didn't bother me because like chocolate covered worms or grubs uh, worms okay like earthworms yeah like big earthworms but i couldn't eat one of those raw i don't think either were they dead. did they do something to get all the dirt out of it so well, it wasn't they, grainy well they basically just washed them off uh-huh and then they they killed them basically they cut the heads off of them and, uh-huh. then, and then they uh, like dipped them in hot chocolate and then you know it's the same way with the grasshoppers they do the same thing with chocolate covered grasshoppers so it's like um oh what is that called fondue yeah. like fondue yeah basically okay. like if we ever meet in person remind me not to eat any meals with you <laughs> I actually got these when I went to Roanoke for oh, a, no. <laughs> for a school trip. We were driving there. We were going for uh, uh, I don't know if they had it at your school, like a forensic thing where you do debate and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do that here. Yeah, we were going to a, like a state competition, and it was in Roanoke. And we found a place on the side of the road, like a little restaurant place, and they had a bunch of those in like a little corner stall. Like you see some places where they sell, like they make them there and they put them in their own baggies and stuff like beef jerky uh-huh. and stuff. And they were out with the beef jerky. They had chocolate-covered um, grasshoppers, chocolate-covered uh, earthworms and nightcrawlers and stuff like that. Wow. And you were like, oh, yes, I would like to eat this dead bug covered in chocolate from a vendor on the side of the road. That sounds like a great experience. Believe me, like when me and Margo places, I'm like, oh, I seen that sign. She's like, no, I'm not eating on the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to at least pretend that we're eating at a place where the food is clean and reasonable. We were driving uh, to see this one big clock tower they have called Bach Tower down here, which is a really nice place. It's got gardens and everything. And we mm-hmm. were driving to it, and there was this little nobody gas station in the middle of nowhere, and it had a big sign that said Gator Nuggets. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, I want Gator Nuggets. And she's like, she's like, we're not stopping there and getting Gator Nuggets. And I'm like, but I've eaten Gator before, because they have it in some restaurants down here. Sure. Yeah, They. my sister-in-law had it at her um rehearsal dinner at her wedding there was elegant i didn't try it which i really regret but it's not bad actually it doesn't taste like weird or anything but it's not bad but she was like i ain't stopping so you can get gator nuggets at a gas station (laughs) (laughs) we're not uh 
Yuck. Okay. So the next one, I needed to have looked up how to say it and I didn't, but I think it's Hakarl. Hakarl. It's from Iceland. It's, um, rotten shark. So it's a Greenland shark. Uh, and if you eat them fresh, they're poisonous. So the only way to eat them is to allow it to ferment and decay until like all the poison goes away and then it's just rotten and it smells like ammonia and it tastes <laughs> like rotten fish. Um, and it says most first time diners involuntarily gag and it's recommended the fish be chased down with a shot of local spirit. Uh, why? Why? If, <laughs> why would you eat this? If, if, if a food says you have to drink a lot of alcohol or put like 8 billion things of ketchup on it to eat it, you shouldn't eat it. Yes. Or it was poisonous until we let it rot and now it's fine. Um, what? <laughs> It's just rotten is all. <laughs> right. It's just going to kill you a different way. Uh, they just sell this in, in stores. Like, people just eat this in Iceland. What is wrong with you people in Iceland? Well, I mean, it's a huge fishing place, so they probably... Yeah, yeah but uh, catch some fish. But one thing... <laughs> Like, I don't know, maybe I'm more open to foods because I've worked so many jobs in restaurants and stuff. And right, that involve food, right? Yeah, as a cook and stuff. But when I've studied, like, cooking and different meals from other countries, there's quite a few meals where they eat rotten stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, like, the, yeah. is it a hundred-year egg or a thousand-year, a century egg? Hundred-year yeah, egg. Yeah. yeah, Why? What? I, I don't... I throw things out before their expiration date because I feel like it's getting close and it's probably time to just get rid of it. <laughs> well, it's like when I uh, recently took over the kitchen where I work because the head chef left. Basically, right mm -hmm. after I got promoted to sous chef, which is the second command, he left. So, like, I'm now doing it. So, now but, it's you. <laughs> yeah, so everybody comes to me about stuff and they're like, oh, should we get rid of this or something like that? Even though it's not, you know, past its date. And mm -hmm. my thing is, and I tell this to my manager, I'm like, if I have any doubts, I'm throwing it away. Yeah. If it smells off, if it looks off, I don't care what the date is for expression, I'm throwing it away. Sure, sure. And yet, here are these people who are intentionally letting things expire way 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 past their expiration date and then eating them and i said all that but if i go to iceland i guarantee i'll probably try this you will even though it makes people gag and it smells like ammonia i would probably try it like I i'm all up for trying weird foods i i can appreciate that but at the same time this doesn't seem like oh, it's a gross thing, but it would taste really good. It seems like, oh, it's a gross thing. It may kill you, and it smells like cat pee. Well, I think, like, some people eat stuff. And I would be wondering if this is, like, something that locals eat or is it something that only tourists eat now? You know what I mean? Right. Like the right. Rock, Rocky Mountain Oyster thing, when I ate those, yeah. somebody said, well, locals don't really eat these anymore. It's more or less for tourists. Right, right. And I feel like the tarantulas was a little bit like that, too, earlier. Yeah. In the list. Um, I don't know, but this one does say that they just shrink wrap it and put it in regular supermarkets year round. So it sounds a little bit more like a staple, but I, you know, I could be wrong. It makes me think of, wonder if it would almost be like a jerky taste because the longer something sets out, the harder it gets, basically, even fish. 
Yeah, but jerky does not taste like cat pee. No. <laughs> but jerky is a lot of times like old-fashioned jerky. I mean, they used to do this with law meats because they would cure it with, like, uh, salt and stuff, but it was yeah. left out. Like, yeah, no, it's out. true. But it's true. It's true, but for some reason that doesn't gross me out quite as much. I think it's because they say they let it rotten. If they said they let it cure, yeah. they probably wouldn't think it was as gross, but that's basically that's what gross. you're doing. You're sitting with salt and stuff and letting it cook with the salt. Right. No, I guess I guess that's true. However, the first timers gagging and the ammonia smell and the rotten fish taste, like that just doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> uh, all right, next one. This one is I actually have a funny story about fried brain sandwiches from the US. Have you ever eaten brain, pig brain? Actually I haven't. <laughs> oh. All right. So I haven't either, but I have a story about it. Um so basically it says in some areas of the U.S., particularly the Ohio River Valley, they will make these. They'll be on menus in restaurants. It's made from calves or pig brains that have been heavily battered and deep fried. It originally came from Germany and Holland um, because they wanted to like use all of the animals. So it was like eliminating waste. It has lots of calories. It's usually accompanied with mustard and onions or pickled onions. So basically like really strong tasting stuff. And the flavor mostly comes from the batter. The brains have a really mild taste and they're kind of a mushy. Actually, it says a custardy texture, but in my experience, they are like canned cat food like that almost, um, I don't know, foamy and squishy kind of texture. So when I was in high school, my mom and I, because I was a teenage girl, got in a big fight. And I have no, I don't even remember what it was. But um, I, I think she must have actually been wrong that time because she brought me an apology present from the grocery store because we just didn't communicate well. So instead of her being like, I'm sorry we fought or whatever else, she just brought me a present. And the present was a can of pig brains in milk. And it was bright pink. I took it to school. I opened it up. I paid two guys a dollar each to taste it. And they did. They ate it. I don't know if it was raw. I don't know how you were supposed to cook it. They ate it right out of the can. Hmm. Huh. I, <laughs> I've actually never heard this. And I've been over Ohio quite a bit because I had relatives in Ohio. But Yeah. It's just at the grocery store here. Like I could go right now and buy some. Um, it's in like a little like tuna fish can size can. Oh, I and see anywhere around here has it because I thought to try that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's just at our Walmart, so like not even a specialty store or anything weird. I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I grew up eating organ meat because like they don't do this much now. I know in grocery stores, at least down here in Florida. When I mm -hmm. grew up, when you bought chicken, you would have chicken hearts in it and stuff like that in the package. And, yeah. Uh, like I yeah, my mom will eat. Like, like the turkey heart and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and like deli meats has a lot of that in it, even though you can get stuff like gout from eating too much, like, you know, organ meat and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But I grew up eating that stuff on a regular basis. Like it would come with it and they would cook some up when they fixed the chicken or whatever. I've never eaten any kind of brains at all. Like it never came up ever on anything we ate. Yeah, I don't know. It, there's something about it that's really nasty to me. I can see how it's just, I mean, it's essentially just pork. And it doesn't have any flavor, and it even looks like pork when you fry it up, but it's still a brain. That's, like, where the pig was 
whatever consciousness the pig had is now on this piece of bread. This brings up two thoughts automatically when I read this. <laughs> okay. One was the scene from Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. If you remember when he, they pulled the skull off the monkey and they oh, yeah. scoop out the brains. It reminds me yeah. of Yeah. It reminds me of that. It's kind of like, oh, God, that's kind of gross. But, you know, I'd try it <laughs> probably. <laughs> Man, that's nasty. Yeah, I'd try it. Yeah. And the other thing it automatically made me think of was mad cow disease. Because that right? really come about from feeding cows cow brains, and then it caused the brain disease. Yeah, not not cool. Uh, so I took a lot of biology in high school. Like, I ended up being an English major, but um, ultimately I, I started out wanting to do, like, medical and biology and all this kind of stuff. And so we had to do a lot of dissections, and we did the pig fetus. And I got a hundred on the entire pig fetus. We dissected the whole thing and labeled everything and did perfectly me and my lab partner till we got to the brain. And then for whatever reason, I could not do the brain and the eyes. And so I just got zeros on that whole section. Cause I just, I don't know. There's something about it. I feel like that's where it was alive. <laughs> well, people have that thing about faces. Like people, yeah. people can't eat like, Especially in this country when somebody sets a piece of fish down and it has the head and the tail on it. Right. Because then you can tell that it was alive. Yep. But, like, I've eaten, like, a fish eye stew. Oh. Where they have, I bet eyeballs are are really a horrible texture. Yeah. I ate that in a section when I was in Vancouver. I forgot which section it was where they have the different, you know, cultural sections like uh, Little Tokyo and stuff like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I ate it from one of those places. And it basically, like, and the guy told me it. He was like, he's, he told me what it was when I ordered it because I didn't know what first it was. I just seen soup, and he told okay. me what it, he told me what it was. And I was like, he's like, are you okay with eating that? And I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. I'll try it and see what it tastes like. And you don't eat the eyeballs, by the way. You eat the soup. They're just in there for flavor, basically. Oh, <laughs> eyeballs for flavor. That's what it. Are is. they big? How big are they? Like marbles? No, I mean like a normal fish. If you see the eyes on a fish that you would catch, you know. So. Oh, like a button. Yeah, like kind of like a button or something. Oh, God. What if you accidentally eat them? Yeah. He showed me this thing to do when they first bring the bowl out. You don't see it. All you see is like little bits of like seaweed, kind of like miso soup floating in it. And you stir okay. it. And when you stir it, all eyeballs start popping up. Like a horror movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good soup, oh, though. Uh huh. Yeah, that sounds terrific. <laughs> But imagine doing it somebody didn't know what it was, and in the moment... Oh, my God, and they stir it. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yeah, see, I have a problem with that. (laughs) There's many times I've walked in restaurants, and I'm like, "Uh, I want that, and and somebody be like, oh, have you had that before? And I was like, I don't even know what it is. I'm just going to try it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're brave and or crazy. But it, it's weird. Like you were talking about when you went to school, you started with some, one thing and went to another. I mm-hmm. started out doing cooking. That's what I really wanted to do. And then I went on to do engineering type stuff later. And uh-huh. I worked at that for years, and now I'm back to cooking again. Right. But, but when I was in school doing cooking stuff, when we would learn about stuff, we would have kids that would drop out because they just thought it was gross. Yeah, just cooking in general is gross, or like cooking exotic things yeah, is gross. Just cooking in general. Like when one of the things we had to do is actually help slaughter a pig. 
Oh my gosh. For one of the classes, so we would know to do cuts of it for like a butcher if you were going to do the right. butchering and stuff like that. We ever, I took that class for like two different times, like 101 and 101. You know how they do those things. Yeah. Each yeah. year, like tons of people would drop out of the class. Sure. Because they couldn't handle to do that and stuff. Yeah. Was it, it was like you slaughtered it. It was alive or you just butchered no, it? It was dead and it was basically like you learned how to cut them. Like you got, most of them are oh, cut, okay. cut in half. Which is the same thing they do to cows, by the way. They yes. Cut them in half most of the time, and then you sell like a half of it. Right. Like right. That, or you butcher it up to get the different cuts of meat off of it and stuff like that. Right. But yeah, so many people would just drop out. They'd be like, no, can't. Nope, do not doing it. I would have been. I would have been a dropout. I would have been like, nope. I find that fascinating, but at the same time, that used to be alive, and I can't. I can't think about it. <laughs> but I know people. Plus blood and yuck. I know people with weird meats and stuff like that. Like they're perfectly fine, fine handling beef, but they yeah. can handle chicken. Yes, I, I definitely, I don't like to touch any raw meat, and I go way out of my way to avoid touching raw meat. But um, if I had to choose, I, I, I don't know why, but I'm much more comfortable handling beef than chicken. Yeah, I know a lot of people. I know a few people the other way because you know beef is bloody no matter what. It's kind of bloody. yeah, yeah, and that makes more sense, right? And chicken doesn't look like any. Thing. It just looks like a, I don't know, sort of translucent pink thing. <laughs> but it's, it really it, grosses me out. Maybe it kind of looks more human in a way because it is pink and stuff. Oh, yeah, maybe. Plus, I know a lot of people are scared because they're like, well, you know, chicken's dangerous, raw chicken and stuff like that. Right. Salmonella. Yeah, that's why I go through a whole box of gloves when I make chicken at work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I... If there is any raw meat handling to be done, I just call somebody else into the kitchen and they do it. And then I do the cooking. <laughs> so, all right. So I think we're going to make it this time. How's our time? Let's see what we're doing. Last time we came close, but with editing a couple of things, we missed it, though. Uh, we got eight more minutes. Okay. Well, then we are going to come close this time, too, because we're on the last one. All right. So Kasu Marzu from Italy is something that looks absolutely non-terrifying at all. It's sheep's milk cheese, which I love any kind of cheese, even though I realize if I think about it, it's going to get too gross. But the problem with this is they let flies lay eggs on the cheese. And then so they cut off like the the mold or the wax or whatever they've put on the outside of the cheese. And then they let the flies go in and lay eggs so that when you get this cheese, it has live fly larva in it. So the point of the larva is to go through the cheese and like break down the fats and soften the middle. And, but, but then there are, there are flies in it. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that cheese before because, like, it, it, like I don't know if it's the exact same kind of cheese, but there's one that has, like, um, maggots coming out of it. Yeah. And you basically got to pick the maggots off when you eat it, unless you want to eat them. And you pick the maggots off and eat the cheese like that. Right. Yeah, that that grosses me out a lot. Um, also, it says this cheese is so, like, strong and pungent that the aftertaste will last for hours. So it might not be a cheese that I would like. But hmm, picking out a maggot or eating the maggot, hmm, 
I mean, we yeah. are weird about when we eat inside compared to outside, too, because when we eat in a restaurant, if a fly flew on our food, we'd throw a fit. But when we go to barbecue, it happens all the time, you know, like outside. It's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, yeah, no, if we – even at my house, it'll be that way. Like if I set out food on the table or the counter or something and somebody – something gets on it, I'm like, oh, well, we have to cut this chunk off and throw it away. <laughs> But when we're outside, it's like, just brush the fly away. He didn't eat too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Yeah, I don't know. It's true. Well, and so my mom is in the medical profession. She's a um, nurse practitioner. So one of the things that she loves to talk about, I think she's just fascinated by, is when they use like larvae, like maggots, in wounds. So if you have a big open wound that's really infected or it's not healing well or there's a lot of dead tissue that's really deep, instead of doing surgery or going in there and like cleaning it out or cutting it out, they can just pack it with maggots and then wrap it up. And the maggots will only eat the decaying flesh. And so then when you rinse them out, everything is healthy. Yeah. Is it with burn victims they do it with? Yeah, they do it with burn victims too. Yeah. any Anytime when you have a lot of your body that needs to be removed because it's dead or diseased. Um, and it, it's sort of brilliant and awesome. And, you know, they have like special medical grade maggots. It's not like they're just letting flies land on you. And, but at the same time, I'm not sure I could get my brain to be okay with the fact that there are maggots in me and that I can't guarantee they're going to get every single one of them out. <laughs> I would think like in most of those cases, you're, probably in so much pain or something like that you're not even going to notice it you're not aware. it's true well and then they numb it all up anyway it's not like you could feel it and um i'm not 100 percent sure but i thought i had read something that said that like the maggots themselves will secrete things that make it so that you can't feel it like a lot of bugs do that like mosquitoes and whatnot they have some sort of chemical that they can put in you so that you don't notice they're there Reminds me of the spiders that numb other bugs so they don't know they're eating them, so they'll stay alive oh, while they're eating them. Oh, my God. That is so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> this but, is the worst episode ever. <laughs> you're go, you're, your family's going to be like, why haven't you eaten for the past week? What's wrong? Right. <laughs> I swear all you've had is is uh, water. and no, I can't even drink the water. There's nothing. I'm just going to die right here on this couch. You know what show you should check out? There's a British show called Super Size Me. Oh, yes. No, I should not watch that. They do all the foods from out throughout the ages, and one of them, they bring up the cheese with the maggots in it in, like, Victorian times and stuff like that, because they make the food exactly like it was then. Right. I love it. I would when we watched that show. I was like, I would have loved to have been on that show. Yeah, I can do all the. Mm, nope, no, thank you. I am going to pretend that meat was made in the supermarket and that cheese is just this pleasant, natural, like it's not mold. <laughs> mushrooms are not fungus, and yeah. So I'm like, gonna eat alfalfa sprouts for the rest of my life because I can grow those and see every stage. So the one thing we've learned from this whole uh, list is the fact that if I go on a trip, I'm fine with eating what's there, but you're probably going to pack a lunch, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and not watch you eat. <laughs> nope. Turn my back. <laughs> Aaron is a wimp. That's what we have learned today. 
So when I was talking about doing this list with a friend of mine, she had one other thing that she wanted to add. And I couldn't actually find a list with this on it. That was like a, a top 10, right, to fit our theme. But um, there is a dish, and I think it's called Little Bird. I don't know if you've heard of this. Let me Let me look it up and get the right name. But it is a dish where you eat an entire tiny bird, essentially, and you have to wear a veil to eat it because it seems so horrible and cruel that you don't want God to see you eating this little helpless animal. That sounds interesting, the story behind it. <laughs> right? It's called Ortolan, and it's a tiny, tiny songbird. It says it lays wet, weighs less than an ounce, and they're not particularly pretty or musical, but they're very rare, and um, they will just cook them up, and then you would hide your face, and then you would eat it. Yeah. They marinate them and kill them all at once. They just put them um, in the marinade, and that's how they die. Now, are they cooked? Yes. Okay. See, that, that I don't think that would bother me eating it because I've eaten, like, quails, and I've eaten, like, uh, what's those other really little birds that you eat? I forgot what it is. But I've eaten small, like, fowl, different kinds of birds and stuff. So I don't know if that would bother me, but I find it very interesting that they wear, like, a mask, basically. To... Yeah. Well, so this one, um, they eat it whole, though, because it's so little. They just put the whole bird in their mouth. So it's not like they've prepared it. So or butchered eat, it, or they eat the beak and the wings and everything. Hmm. That seems weird, but I mean, soft shell crab, you do the same thing. You eat the shell. Well, you might. <laughs> I don't. You, you never had soft shell <laughs> crab? Basically, yeah. like it, we, it, it's like its name. Like when you cook yeah. it, it makes the shell really soft, so you can just put it on a sandwich and eat it. Like and that. just eat the whole thing. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. We, um, my sister, when we went to the beach this past week, bought some crabs. They were going to go crabbing, but then the area we were in had like no crabs, so she just went out and bought some. And they boiled them alive, as you do, which is horrible, and I had to leave the room. And then um, they picked and ate them. My husband and I went souvenir shopping the entire time. Like, I got him to take me out of there so I wouldn't have to watch. It was so horrible. And she's texting me pictures of the crab's faces, and it just says, eat me. It was it was disturbing. Yep. And, like, uh, speaking of a friend now, I was talking with one before we did this, too. And he was like, oh, are you going to bring up the, the mobster sushi? And I'm like, what are you talking about, mobster sushi? And he was like, oh, the thing where they put sushi on top of a prostitute and you eat it off of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, one, uh, no. That's and just sushi. And two, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> right? <laughs> and not because it's a prostitute, because it's another person. I don't want to eat food off right. somebody else. It's like I've right. heard of the whole thing, like rich people in some countries, like these underground things, you know, like where they eat tigers and stuff like that, yeah. like, like these underground food things. They'll do a thing where they get a person to cuff their hands, and they put the food in their hand, and the person stands there, and they eat out of their hand. That is just very strange. Yep. I mean, I guess maybe it gives them like a feeling of power or something. That yeah, just it, seems... It's a total ego thing. Like It's... Yeah... I don't know, though, com this list compared to eating food off of a human being, like pretty much any human being is going to win out in my mind, <laughs> as yeah, long as I don't have to eat any of these foods off of them. <laughs> 
I'm like, you're like, I wouldn't, I'd rather do that than eat these foods. And I'm like, yep. I've eaten a bunch of these foods. There's like four I've eaten. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed. You had a pretty good score there. I, uh, I have eaten zero and I would eat zero. <laughs> so when I cook, if, if we ever meet and I cook for you, you'll be like, now I want to know what's in that. <laughs> right. I need to see you cook this entire thing because I've heard about the way you eat. <laughs> <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this month's show. We had a blast making it, and we're grateful for all of our listeners. For all things shortlisted, go to shortlistedpod.wordpress.com. Shortlisted is part of the Tin Pod Radio Network. For more episodes of Shortlisted and other Tin Pod projects, you can visit tinuniverse.blogspot.com. If you're a fan of Tin Pod Radio, you can show your support by donating on Tin Pod's Patreon page. We'd love to hear what you thought of our show. If you'd like to give us feedback, your thoughts on this month's list, or your idea for our next top 10, email us at shortlistedpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out Erin's other project, Crime Crazy, a weekly true crime podcast. Find her and her amazing co-host Jordan at crimecrazypodcast.com. Mm-hmm.